Breaking news from The Athletic. Hello and welcome to a special breaking news edition of Football and Grits, the Athletics SEC football podcast. I am your host, David Ubbin, here with Andy Staples. Andy, we have our first SEC coaching change. The carousel has begun to spin officially, even in a pandemic. $15 million, or I guess it's a shade uh, around $13 million uh, for that buyout, has uh, not been too high of a hurdle for South Carolina to make a change. Will Muschamp is out as the Gamecocks head coach. You know, you look at this big picture, defensive coach, one of the most respected defensive minds in college football, but the defense was never great at South Carolina. The offense was never, I would say, even really good. And in the middle of year five, we're here. But what other things pointed to to how South Carolina got to this sort of fork in the road where they're going to part ways with, with Will Muschamp? Well, the fact that the defense was so bad, I think, was the final straw because they gave up maybe 14 million yards to Ole Miss on Saturday night. Uh, they had just they had been made to look foolish by a, a true freshman quarterback at LSU, who then had a terrible game against Auburn. So the the defense was slipping, and that's what you pay Will Muschamp for. I, his yeah. his teams have never had particularly good offenses. He always seems sort of snake bit that like offensive coordinator on a Will Muschamp team, whether it was at Florida or South Carolina was kind of like being a spinal tap drummer. Like at some point you're going to spontaneously combust. And it thought maybe when he gets Mike Bobo in there this year, that he's got a guy that he trusts who can, who can say, Hey, well, I got this. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. But even that wasn't good enough. And the defense was falling off at the same time. And you thought, okay, the buyout's so big Maybe they don't do this during a pandemic, but I was watching that Ole Miss-South Carolina game and thinking, well, what do you do? Because you want people to donate to the program. You know, you want to sell tickets, but you don't even know if you're going to be able to sell all your tickets next year. You don't know what what next year is going to be like. So failing that, you're going to need people to donate money, and if they're not excited about the product, they're not going to write any checks. Nobody was going to write any checks if Will Muschamp was back. So I think South Carolina kind of got forced into that position. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at this, you know, you touched on it. This is not going to be a controversial hire. You know, I think this has sort of been a, a when, not if question ever since they got off to a bad start. You know, you're in year five. You know, they never won uh, more than nine games. Two winning seasons. This this year certainly wasn't headed in that direction. And so I think the only pushback you're going to get is on that buyout. And, you know, is it prudent to make that move in the uh, middle of a pandemic? But as our colleague Josh Kendall, our South Carolina writer, who I'd encourage you guys to read uh, his story uh, on the situation as well at The Athletic, you know, ultimately it comes down to, yes, $13 million plus the you know staff and all that is a lot of money, but you probably lose more, like, like Andy said, with, with that apathy. So moving forward, where does South Carolina go here? What do you think that that, that situation looks like um, You know, as they begin this? It's going to be a weird coaching search. Well, first we have to think about the, the job that South Carolina is. And, and you can say, okay, well, they're going to be perpetually behind Florida and Georgia in the SEC East, and, and that's just how it's going to be. But let's think a little more broadly. There is a program two hours up the road in the same state that is a national power, that went from being mediocre to a national power because it hired the right coach, who, by the way, nobody thought was the right coach when they hired him. So I would say even people thought that was absolutely not the right coach. Exactly. More than just so, even questions. Yeah. But, but, and, and you say, oh, well, Clemson didn't have to deal with, with the, ta- the talent 
in the conference that South Carolina does. It's not entirely true. Florida State was competing for national titles before Clemson made the jump. And so Peak Jimbo era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was in their division and they had to overcome that. So it's not impossible. This is not an impossible job. This is a place you can win. Steve Spurrier proved it. They won 11 games three years in a row. They beat Clemson five years in a row. Now, obviously, that was a very different era of Clemson football, too. But it's a job that the right person can turn into a really good job. Now, I keep mentioning Clemson. There's a guy at Clemson who you need to really look at if you're South Carolina. He's, he grew up in the state. He went to a state school that is in South Carolina that is the other one. <laughs> Tony Elliott. You know, this is a guy we've talked about as a potential head coaching candidate. I thought he should have been looked at for some jobs last year. Uh, he's been the offensive coordinator, play caller at Clemson since Chad Morris left. So he's he's been the play caller, primary play caller for two national title teams. This is a guy who can recruit. This is a guy players will connect with. This is a guy people will love playing for. And it's a guy who's been building to this point, and he's been very selective. He's had chances to take jobs, but nothing like this. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be fascinating. I think just the entire process, uh, what the decision-making looks like. You know, we haven't seen a college football season in a pandemic, and we haven't seen a coaching carousel in a pandemic either, and I'm curious if there are things we, don't, we aren't even thinking about that are going to affect all this. Well, let's and let's talk about some other names. I mean, Hugh Freeze is a name that's going to come up a ton. He's got Liberty 7-0. and uh, he's got Malik Willis, the quarterback, playing just out of his mind. And we know Hugh Freeze can run an exciting offense that'll put butts in the seats, that, that'll make fans at least enjoy watching it. He's beaten Alabama a couple times as the Ole Miss head coach, but he had an SEC scandal. He was fired for a different kind of scandal. And I think there's a double secret probation situation in the SEC where if you want to hire Hugh Freeze, you've got to get Commissioner Greg Sankey's blessing. So that, that's a step that would have to be taken if that's a guy South Carolina wants. If you, know, you want to go for a more conventional head coaching hire, somebody who's already in, a, in, in place, uh, you know, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest would mm-hmm. make a lot of sense, although I think Dave Clawson likes the idea of the selective academic private school type environment so i don't know that that south carolina is for him necessarily but he's one you want to think about and who else david who do you, who do you think sounds good on for this job well i think you i think you probably start with hugh freeze i think those make sense um you know i i i i have to say i'm not uh super locked into to south carolina but i wonder if, if clemson's other coordinator if he at least gets an interview brandon venerable brent venables, oh, brent venables. Yeah. yes uh yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's possible, although it, it's weird because, and you shouldn't do this, by the way, athletic directors, don't just go completely the opposite of what you just fired, that you don't have to do that, but yeah, I almost have a feeling because they just had a defensive guy that they might go offense this time. Yeah, and I, I you know... I think honestly, I think you, I think you start with Hugh Freeze and you work from there. And maybe Hugh Freeze says, "I'm going to wait and see what's going on." Oh no, no, he'll if crawl across year. broken glass to take the South Carolina <laughs> job. This, this is, a, this is more. Does Greg Sankey give you the, the blessing? Because yeah, if if Hugh Freeze gets offered that job, he's taking it. Well, the question would then be, should he? Does that is that the right move? Because I'm, you know, I think Chad Morris is a great example of this. I thought he rushed. I thought the Arkansas job for him was really difficult, and I felt like if he sat and waited another year, he could have got Texas Tech, and I think he did himself a disservice. But we've is this a situation? Seen Freeze where, as an SEC head coach. 
I'm not saying he can, but I'm saying can he get a can he get a higher powered shot somewhere else? I don't know about that because of the the past. That's that. There's certain programs that are never going to hire him, and that's Mm -hmm. you've just got to accept that. But South Carolina, I don't know that is. I don't think South Carolina is one of those programs. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's that's an interesting possibility. And then you just look around the landscape. You know, do you ask Tom Allen? He's an Indiana guy, but Tom Allen, look at what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. You've got Ohio State, you know, lording over the conference, and this this would be this would essentially be the same situation because they have to deal with Georgia and Florida right now. Tom Allen would be perfect in a job like that, although he's an Indiana guy. He may just be happier in Indiana. I don't know that, that you'd want to go anywhere if you're him. But there, there are people like that. I also, like I said, with Tony Elliott, like you said with Brent Venables, do not discount the idea of a coordinator. Think about the last few national champions. You know, mm-hmm. LSU hired the D-line coach. Clemson hired the receivers coach. Alabama hired a guy who already won a national championship as a head coach, so maybe that one doesn't count. But <laughs> If you can get a national champion, get him. <laughs> Ohio, State hired, Ohio State hired the OC. They bumped up the yeah. OC. So yeah. uh, Oklahoma bumped up the OC. So again, do not feel like you have to hire somebody who is a head coach right now because you have just as good of a chance if you hire a good coordinator. I'll put you on the spot here. Is there a one tough sell who fans will hate that you think will do well? And two, is there a wild card in the mix here? I don't know that there's a tough sell on this job. I, I think Will Muschamp was kind of a tough sell when he got there because he had not worked at Florida. But mm-hmm. I, he actually did a good job his first couple of years at South Carolina. He inherited very little when Steve Spurrier left and made them competitive quickly, but it just didn't quite they, – they couldn't build on what they did early. But as far as a wild card, I don't, I don't know. I, again, I, I think you should throw the entire bank at Tony Elliott. I've been saying this for a long time. If this job opens, that's who they should go after first. But, you know, this is probably why nobody will hire me as an AD or – let me start for him. <laughs> hope against hope, Andy. Where where does Will Muschamp go from here? He will be a very highly paid defensive coordinator. Hell, can LSU hire him now? That is uh, not the craziest thing. <laughs> Although I don't know if I want him coordinating the defense against Ole Miss after what we saw last night. Maybe maybe let him cool his heels for a few months, and then he and then yeah. he winds up at at, at another school. Uh, as the defensive coordinator. But yes, he will be a seven-figure defensive coordinator next year if he chooses to be. It's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we're going to see him very quickly. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already, and subscribe to The Athletic. We'll be covering this uh, story from all angles. Josh Kendall will be there. I'm sure Chris Vanini will be there looking at his uh, the pluses and minuses of that job opening, as he does for every job. So thank you guys for listening. Check out our coverage on The Athletic. Check out uh, Football and Grits, our SEC show, and the Andy Staples show. And if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can change that at theathletic.com slash grits. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys again soon.